0: This is the Legacy United Methodist Podcast. Good morning, everybody. My name is Brandon. I'm one of the pastors here at Legacy. Whether you're joining us online, on television, or right here in the sanctuary, I'm so glad you decided to spend just a little bit of your Sunday with us. We are in a series where we're asking some of the deep questions of life questions we all ponder, questions around meaning and significance, around legacy and around purpose. Does my life matter? Yes, (laughs) yes, your life matters greatly. And last week we asked, what's my purpose? My life matters, so what is my purpose? Regardless of the season of the life we find ourselves in, our purpose is to love God, to love people, and to love self. That's it. That is exactly what Jesus said. That was Jesus' answer when he was asked one day, what is the greatest commandment? Love God, love people, love self. That's what we do no matter what stage of life we find ourselves in. We also saw through the story of Elijah that we've got to be aware of idols. We've got to do an idol check to make sure that no other hobby or relationship or thing has taken the center seat of God in our life. Today, we're going to dive into the question of our specific purpose We know our general purpose for all time is to love God, love people, love self, but what about the specific thing that God has called us to in this moment? In this moment of our life, whether we're in our teens, our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, no matter how old we are, whether we're single or married, whether we have kids or not, when or if we retire, how do we know what God specifically wants us to do in this moment? Really, the question we're asking is how can I hear God's voice? How can I hear God's voice? We want to hear God's voice so we can know what God expects of us in this season of our life and in this time. So not only do we need to learn how to hear God's voice to understand our specific purpose, but so that we can lay down all of our burdens and concerns and worries so we can find rest for our weary souls. Jesus promises this, He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. There is power. There is incredible power in learning the skill, the habits, the methods of how we hear Jesus' voice today. Now, a quick note as we jump into this. For the vast majority of us, we do not hear Jesus' voice like I am talking to you. I mean, there were times that I probably should hear Jesus' voice saying, Brandon, don't eat that extra slice of cake. You don't need that. But that's not how we hear God speak to us. God doesn't speak audibly to most of us like I'm talking to you. God speaks into our spirit, whether through a strong impression, maybe giving us goosebumps or a thought that sounds like us, but this thought is way too smart, it's way too inventive and creative and insightful to come from us. It might be a challenge, it could be a risk, a step to take that we know we cannot do on our own. We know we couldn't take that risk without God's help. So for the vast majority of us, this is how we hear God speak, through thoughts and impressions in our minds that don't feel like they came from us. It is tough to pick out God's voice. It's tough to pick out that voice in our incredibly busy lives, schedules, and our world. I talked to a grandma this week who had no less than three different soccer games, three different soccer games to try to make it to in one Saturday. There are more than a few of you retired folks who when I asked how it's going, tell me you were less busy when you worked regularly. You retired and you became even busier. I don't have any experience in retirement, but I don't think that's how retirement is supposed to work. Not only is our schedule busy, But so is our world, so is our environment. Our world is noisy. Bernie Krause is a guy who records nature sounds for film and television. And in 1968, he said if he wanted one hour of nature sounds, one hour of the birds chirping and sounds of nature, he had to record 15 hours. It took him 15 hours to get one hour of no airplanes, no cars, and the like. By the time 2005 rolled around to get one hour of undisturbed noise, it took him 2,000 hours of recording. 2,000 hours of audio just to get one hour of nature sounds. That is a noisy world. And 2005 is before all of these smartphones we've got in our pockets. Now for those of us with kids, there are more days than not, you need multiple calendars, different colors of markers to figure out who goes where and when. And some days you need to call backup. You need backup of friends, of neighbors, of grandparents just to get everyone where they need to go. Even though so many of us had a pause in the peak pandemic to evaluate our schedules, it seems many of us went back to the speed as crazy as normal. With the craziness that life brings and that we bring to ourselves, we can barely find time to breathe, much less try to figure out what God is trying to say to us. How can we hear God's voice through the crazy noise in the world and our own busy schedules that we put on ourselves? In order to answer that question, let's go back. Let's go back to our time with Elijah, God's prophet in Israel, 3,000 years ago. You're invited to turn to 1 Kings 19 in the Old Testament. It's the first part of your Bible. You turn to that in your own Bible, on your favorite device, or you can follow on the screen with me. Now, Elijah was God's prophet in Israel. He was calling their nation back, this nation back to their original purpose, to be a light for the Lord to all nations. They are blessed not to just hoard that themselves, but to bless other people. They were blessed to be a blessing. Last week, we saw Elijah win this huge battle with all these other prophets of other gods so that people could see that the one true God was indeed the one who Elijah followed, that all their ancestors followed, and they're invited to follow the Lord now. However, immediately after this huge success, Elijah's life is threatened, and he's worried, he's afraid, and he needs to hear God's voice. He needs to be in God's presence He needs to get away. There is a good reminder for all of us here. Sometimes we are the most vulnerable. We are the most vulnerable after a success, after working for something for a long time, maybe a goal for our whole lives, and we finally get it. We succeed. It is at that moment we are incredibly vulnerable to what people say about us. We're in a fragile state because we just achieved the thing we thought we would never, ever achieve. Success and accomplishment bring its own dangers and its own hazards. In all kinds of moments, successes and failures and everything in between, we need to hear God's voice. Let's pick up Elijah's story. This starts in verse 9 of 1 Kings 19. There Elijah came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. How do we hear God's voice? We get away. There is so much benefit, there's so much merit in breaking out of our patterns and routines and going away. Finding a place where we can simply be still and hear God's voice. My sabbatical this last summer ended with a week-long retreat for pastors. Every eight years, we have to go through a week-long retreat where we refocus on our call to ministry, and we build and rebuild patterns of healthy life and ministry for the next eight years. It showed me the importance of leaving work at work as much as I can We as pastors have jobs like some of you all, where you're on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so it can be difficult to leave work at work. It helped me clarify boundaries, and this retreat helped me clarify goals for my next eight years of being clergy. My deepest gratitude for you, for all of you, for allowing me that time and that space away. Now, getting away appeals everything back, so you can focus solely on listening how God might speak to you. Now, in modeling how we hear God's voice and to be restored in God's presence, it's no surprise Jesus did this. Jesus did this a lot. He spent much of his time on earth in silence and in solitude. This is just one of the verses. Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Often. This was a habit he did frequently. We should take a cue from him and inject two things into our daily lives, silence and solitude. Now because the majority of our jobs and our lives don't allow us to take multiple retreats or sabbaticals every year, we must find ways to get away in the midst of our craziness. So the next time you're driving across town, instead of listening to music or a podcast, simply drive in silence. What might you hear from God in those moments? I love you, you're worthy, you are my child. As you arrive at work, instead of immediately heading in, take a moment or two. Car off, no sounds. Take just a moment or two and spend in God's presence. Might you hear God say, I'm proud of you. You're gifted. You're talented. While you're waiting in that forever line to pick up kids from school or walking the dog or walking the cat like one of my neighbors does. I didn't even know this was a thing. He's got it on a leash, and the cat walks up and down the street. I've never seen it before, but it's fascinating. But, so if you're walking, whatever animal you're walking, or waiting in line to pick up your kids, leave the phone off, leave the music off. Sit in the quiet and listen. Just breathe. You might find God say to you, give your burdens to me. God might say, you are not alone. I've got you covered. You might find yourself hearing, take more time for rest. Your schedule is too crazy. Say no more often. Friends, no is a powerful, it is a good word. We need boundaries to be healthy people. Do not say yes to every single person that asks. We can find moments, we can do this. We can add silence and solitude to our days, even the craziness of our days, to spend just a moment or two listening for God's voice to give us rest for our weary souls. How do we hear God's voice? By getting away in moments through our days or actually going to a place somewhere to hear from God like Elijah does. Elijah shows us another way we hear from God, Elijah in this passage is talking with God just like we talk with each other. And what do we call that practice? That practice is prayer. We hear God's voice through prayer. Now our scripture continues Elijah's prayer with God's encouragement to leave the cave that he's in. We're gonna pick up the story in verse 11. Now go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? How did God, Elijah know God was in the gentle whisper, not the wind, not the fire, not the earthquake? God had just burned up a sacrifice on an altar in a very impressive explosion, so it's very possible God could have spoke that way again. God uses what God chooses to speak. But Elijah knew it was the whisper. Elijah knew from a lifetime of following God, of learning God's character through Scripture, through the community of faith, and prayer. Sometimes we make prayer way more complicated than it is. Prayer is merely talking with God. There is absolutely merit in taking time away by yourself in a room in the place where you live to just pray between you and God. But life gets incredibly busy, and it is hard to take the time. The beauty of prayer is that you can communicate with God anywhere. You can communicate with God any as you acknowledge God's presence in your day. Brother Lawrence, the author of The Practice of the Presence of God, he puts it like this. God does not ask much from us. Merely a thought of him from time to time, a little act of adoration, sometimes to ask for his grace, Sometimes to offer him your sufferings. At other times to thank him for the grace past and present he's bestowed upon you. In the midst of your troubles, take solace in him as often as you can. Lift up your hearts to him in meals and in company. The least little remembrance will always be the most pleasing to him. One does not need to cry very loudly. God is nearer to us than we think a thought of God in prayer from time to time, an act of worship and thanking God for all God has done for us. It is those kinds of simple prayers that help tune us to God's voice. It is while we are washing dishes we can pray to God, while we're doing all the normal stuff of life. We might even recite a scripture while we're washing dishes, while washing a plate. We can say, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me while doing laundry or vacuuming the floors, thanking God for the roof over your head, or the energy to do the chores around your home. We don't always have to bow our heads and close our eyes to pray. Those are great ways to give us focus, but we can talk with God out loud and in the voices of our hearts whenever we want to. Merely a thought of God from time to time will always be most pleasing to God. One need not cry very loudly, God is nearer to us than we think. Now if you're looking for various ways to pray, I encourage you to get involved with our prayer team. Once a month, on the second Sunday of each month, they meet between the services 10 to 1030 in our front rooms, community room 1 and 2. They will not make you pray out loud. They will not. Just come and experience what prayer in a group is like and see how you're going to hear God's voice through that experience it will absolutely feel like a risky step. It is, but it's how we grow our faith. Try new things, try different things to hear God's voice. You know, we can put so much guilt and shame on ourselves. We put so much guilt and shame on ourselves for not praying like that person over there who's been praying for decades. I'm not like that, I'll never be like that. And so we just don't even try to pray. Stop. Just stop. Stop putting those expectations on yourselves and start praying wherever you are. Don't harp on past failures or missed opportunities. Every single day, every single day is a new opportunity to take a step towards God. Mike Iaconelli was an author and a pastor. He was a pastor to adults and students. And one day he sat across from a deeply spiritual woman who had profoundly affected his life. This woman spent much of her life resisting the noise and the activity of the world, and so she sought God in silence and solitude. She had spent hundreds of weeks in silent retreat. This was a woman so saturated with her faith, you could almost smell God when she came into a room. They talked about prayer one day, and Mike just blurted out, it's embarrassing to be sitting with you. You spend days, weeks, even months in prayer, I'm lucky if I spend 10 minutes. Compared to you, I'm not very spiritual, I'm afraid. Her eyes flashed with anger, caught his eyes, and she fired back. Oh, Mike, knock it off. First of all, you don't spend every day with me. You don't know me at all. Second, I battle depression daily, and it has won during several periods of my life. I don't have family. I like to be alone and silent. Trust me, Mike. I am just as unspiritual as you are. Then she gently said, you think about God all the time, right? Well, sort of, Mike said. She replied, thinking about God is being with God. Being with God is spirituality. Thinking about God is praying. So Mike, shut up with this guilt stuff. You've been praying most of your life. You are a spiritual person. There are times the two-by-four approach is most effective, and it was at this moment with Mike. Mike realized that when Paul, the first-century church planter, tells us to pray continually, it is possible. It is absolutely possible as we approach prayer with eyes open or closed, thinking and being with God in every single busy moment of our day in our crazy schedules. That is talking with God, thinking about God, acknowledging God in the moments of our days. So friends, stop. Stop comparing yourselves with other people and how they pray. Start wherever you are, acknowledge God in the middle of your craziness, just one thing, and grow in your daily practice of prayer, talking with God. How do we hear God's voice? By getting away through prayer, and through echoes. Now, twice here in this little part of Elijah's story, Elijah hears God's voice, and God says exactly the same thing. What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here, Elijah? God sends the same message to get Elijah's attention. through sure that says much about us humans with how thick-headed we are. God's got to send the same thing multiple times to us, so we get it. God sends echoes so that Elijah can hear God's word. Now, many times when we asked, how can I hear God's voice? We want to know what God wants me to do in this specific circumstance. What should I do for a career, a vocation? Should I move to this town? Should I take this step? Should I take this risk? Should I take this pathway or that one? Is there only one right pathway for me? And if there is, what if I miss it? We're asking a question of discernment when we want to hear God's voice. Now, when I faced a decision, it has absolutely been tested through echoes. When I was discerning the call to be a pastor, I tested that by exploring what does it mean to be a pastor? Seeing the work. Did the work feel right? Did it something that was clicked, clicking with me? I tested it with friends and I listened for their feedback. I heard from some unexpected places confirmation that I should be a pastor. Unsolicited feedback echoes in that direction. And the Holy Spirit kept that thought in my mind. The Holy Spirit kept repeating the idea like God kept asking Elijah, what are you doing here? I couldn't shake it. The Holy Spirit was like a dog with a bone. This idea would not go away until I pursued it. Multiple echoes. It worked quite similarly when we here decided whether or not to launch our third campus, the South Campus. We received this unexpected gift from our partnership with the Moffat Church. We saw a need on the south side of town. It is in our DNA. It is who we are to raise up leaders and ascend them. And we had the person in Andy early in front of us to try this, available and ready to go. There was confirmation, there was echoes all over this place that this was one of the next steps for us as a church. Echoes of God's voice. Margaret Feinberg, the author, calls this process sacred echoes. When we're testing whether or not something is from God, or if it's from the expired leftover pizza we ate the night before... She wants to know if our idea or direction is echoed anywhere else. Are we hearing the same voice from sermons in music? Are our friends, our family, those that we're closest to also echoing this idea that it lines up with who we are and who God has made us to be? Do circumstances seem to be bringing this direction about? And is the Holy Spirit not letting us release this idea? Is the Holy Spirit like a dog with a bone not letting us shake this notion? Then, friends, if all the answers to those questions are yes, it's very likely God's voice telling you to do this, to go in that direction, to take this pathway over that pathway. We hear and discern God's voice through sacred echoes. Friends, how do we hear God's voice? We see it all over Elijah's life. We hear God's voice by getting away. We hear God's voice through prayer, and we hear God's voice through sacred echoes, set aside some moments right in the middle of your craziness to simply listen and to hear what God has for you. Let's do it right now. Let's pray together. Lord God, as a people who live in a loud and a noisy world, we need silence and solitude. We need to hear a word from you each and every day. May your Holy Spirit empower us to slow down just for a moment, just for a moment in our busy days, to turn off everything, and to simply listen to the word you want us to hear. You are worthy. You are my child. I love you. May that word empower us to be the people of care and concern and compassion for our neighbors you have called us to be. As we prepare ourselves for Holy Communion today, we pause and think back on the week that was, and we confess that there are times that we have fallen short. We fell short to love you with all that we are, and we fell short to love our neighbors as ourselves. So in this moment of silent prayer, we lift up those times that we made mistakes, we fell short, and we sinned. We confess our sins in the silence to you now. We thank you that you are the God of multiple chances. Help us this week through your Holy Spirit to continue to love you with all that we are and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves in all of our words and our thoughts and our actions. We pray together now in the way that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done